You are now tuned in to Sippin' with Sky. What up? It's your boy, Sky. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Sippin' with Sky. I'm truly honored with today's guest. He's somebody that I don't know if it's because we're on Ventura Coast that he's got such a great attitude or it's just the fact that he's in the beer industry. He's always got the brightest smile on his face and it makes me feel great every time I see this gentleman. This is a special friend of mine, my boy, Kyle Phil. What's up, man? How you doing, bro? That was so heartfelt. I wasn't ready for that. Right? <laughs> got a tear going. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, I practiced that like a hundred times. You know yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because I just didn't want to cry on camera. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to turn into Michael Jordan memes, you know what I mean? Did you see the thing at the Kobe tribute? Where he was crying? He's like, I'm going to become a meme again? Yeah, right. You know, that, <laughs> that was awesome. That was a... Yeah, that was, that was, not to start this out on, you know. That was super special, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm a big Kobe fan. I'm a big Laker fan. So yeah. it, was a, it, it was beautiful seeing that. Yeah. No, Talking agree. about beautiful. Ooh. I love your beautiful cans. Thanks. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk that to came me. from... Uh, we do this art show, Pint Size Art Show. Probably like once a quarter or something like that. And anyone can enter. So it's like, you just show up with four prints. We put them on a can. Really, really, honestly, like fun art show. Probably like one of the most fun things that we do at the brewery. And the public just comes and votes on it. And whoever wins goes on the label. So that got the most amount of votes. So we put it on a hazy can. Wow, that is dope. So a local artist can end up having their artwork here at Sam, here at Happy Place Craft Beer Wine and Spirits yeah. while they're drinking their beer. Someone could show up with your face. Oh, get man. enough votes let's do it come on we gotta put my nah. face on a can <laughs> and we gotta vote we rig it we've never rigged it it's just whoever gets the most votes always wins no, I'm so gonna rig i know it. if I'm you gonna, show up I'm, with like I'm gonna, I'm gonna 50 people bus full of people and be like hey Ugh. you know this I mean, was a mistake you know i got, I got I, <laughs> you know my buddy's got a, a stretch hummer so limo so i'm just gonna start picking people up for free and just be like hey just vote for my <laughs> that's, that's right my that's, i love it i love the idea but it is really beautiful i, I like that you're you're bringing art, local artists together yeah. to showcase your wonderful beer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the most fun thing about the beer industry as a whole is you get to build these cool relationships, go on podcasts, you know, hang out with local artists sort of thing. Like drink at 12, yeah. before 12. What is it before? <laughs> before noon. No, no, no. When's this podcast going to drop? It's 5 p.m. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. And okay. we're at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> sure. hey, hey, that's the beauty of a green screen. We could be wherever the hell yeah. we want, right? <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I, one thing about about your brewery is you guys popped up, and in the very beginning, I, I tried some of your beer, and I was like, okay, this is good beer for being a a, a startup yeah. brewery, right? Well, this was what 2016. When 2016, yeah, and a 2016. And it was good beer. And then all of a sudden, I get a call from Diego from Mom and Pops. <laughs> He's like, bro, you got to come back. The beer got even better. And I was like, hell yeah. Diego is so tuned into the beer culture. It's just so funny. You know, you've got this one guy who has like every beer release we do or anything. He's already talking about it on all these things. It's like that guy is so tuned into the uh, Turk County beer culture. Yeah, I mean, it's dope. I mean, you know, with Mom and Pops, they're going over to all the different mm. breweries. So... It's kind of, it's nice that he gets to be there. And what's crazy is I'm in the beer industry and he yeah. gets to go try yeah. some of this shit before I do. He's <laughs> calling me up and like, you got to go to Ventura Coast. This is dropped a brand new hazy. You got to uh, come try it. That guy. <laughs> right? No, I think, you know, that's probably like a pretty natural, you'd hope, I guess, you know, progression for all the breweries is you, 
it's not just you show up and it's turnkey and you make the same beer every day. It's like we show up every day and try and be like, okay, what's this little thing we can tweak? little process thing, what's somebody else doing, you know, what can we do better internally, have these sensory panels. And it's like, even if it's like organic growth to get you where you want to be, like you can wake up every day and try and make what you're doing a little bit better every day. So thanks, man. Man, I, no, thank you, bro. Th- thanks for making all this amazing beer or being a part of this, creating this company. Yeah. You know, let's step it back. How the hell did you even get involved in the beer industry? Drinking a lot of beer. No, I mean, uh, I went to school in Davis, and uh, Davis has brewing classes as general education classes. So brewing was your is is your major? No, no, no. I did uh, engineering and then computer science, but I suck at English, and uh, I did not want to take any English classes for GEs. But you could take brewing classes for your GEs instead. So I did that. Wow. <laughs> if if I could take brewing classes yeah. and beer drinking classes in school. I probably would have stayed in longer, yeah, man. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty cool. You know, my so my the last brewing glass I took, the final was basically you get all these uh, like big people in the industry. Like uh, there was the head brewer for the Budweiser plant in Fairfield, who actually used to live in Ventura off Channel. Uh, you know, like there was a Russian River guy there. I think there was a bunch of people there, and you basically you brew every week, and the final is you just pour a couple of flights for these like big people in the industry and the only rule was don't get so drunk you embarrass the professor and i'm like okay like this is this is kind of a cool industry you know like that, that is kind of cool you know and, and the cool part about especially ventura mm-hmm. beer culture is how much you guys all connect with each other and oh yeah everybody yeah. just shows everyone love yeah i mean like we would not want to do this anywhere else it's like this is where i want to live this is you know like community i grew up in and everything but it's like I, that is actually probably my favorite part of like, you know, working in the beer industry. It's probably at least like, I'm sure everybody else in the beer industry probably hates me because I'm just like texting them constantly, but it's like, it's so cool how collaborative that is. At least I'd say like four to eight times a week. It's just like text an institution, text an topa, just be like, hey, we got this part that broke or like, what do you think of this new like enzyme that came out? And it's like, there's no other industry where you can just like hit people up constantly. Like, that's so cool. Now, Obviously, you 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 got passionate about it while you were out there, and um, so while you're at school, you used to drink beers at a local brewery all the time. Yeah, right? when I was 21. Yeah, when you were 21. <laughs> so then you would go there regularly, and yeah, I think I was in their their mug club and was there like four or five days a week, and uh, they needed someone to wash kegs, and uh, I had this like overwhelming dread that I was going to end up in San Jose. In some cubicle with some fluorescent lights flickering over my head in software engineering. Just waking up in sweats. <laughs> so uh started washing kegs there, I think for free for a while. I, I, I can't remember how long, but I remember there was like a conversation eventually where they're like, you know, we don't really want to pay you, but uh, if the keg washer blows up and you die, <laughs> it'd be better if you were on like, you know, workers comp sort of thing. So I did that for a while. Um, you know, wash kegs, packaging line sort of thing. It's like the the brewery was like a sort of like historic old brewery, so you kind of see like a full spectrum of what you know craft beer in California has been like for thirty years. So it was it was really fun. I would and, wouldn't and, give that up. And the funny part is, is this whole time I would also always always call I was always calling that brewery Sudworks. Yeah, but it's everybody actually, calls it that. But it's actually pronounced Sudwork. 
and uh, that's because it's an old German brewery. They they make like a uh, it's kind of like you know Ennegern down here is really focused on traditional German pilsners or like um, you know they won their medal for Nighthawk the the dark lager and they just make amazing lagers over there in Moorpark. A very similar thing, but up north, it's like very focused on traditional uh, old lager beers. And I think I think that's like a weird weird part to be in in craft beer. It's like you know it's like sure people were pounding Hef and Pilsner like 20 years ago but as you know this was even like late 2000s it's like how do you how do you readapt and like you know do you, uh, come up with new things to stay in front of the curve when you're this like big historic brewery and I think Ennegrin's done like a really good job on that too like same with Sudwork where you got these like dry hop lagers and and Keller beer sort of thing it's like you can still maintain like that sort of cool craft edge uh while still being true to your roots, you know? That is really cool. And the other thing I find really cool is that, talking about metals, mm-hmm. we had three Venturi. Were we talking about metals? Yeah, well, you... No, no I'm just, I'm just kidding. Right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we talked about the metals of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's yeah. the name? They just had... Great American said, Beer Festival. Yeah, but they just they just won oh, a bronze, Anagrin. right? Yeah, yeah. Integrin won a, yeah, a medal, la- right? Last year, yeah. When we won, we won our medal for uh, our pale ale for the silver. And that year, uh, Made West got uh, gold for standard, which I got silver the next year, which is very fucking cool to me. And uh, yeah, we got silver and Ennegrin got bronze for Nighthawk. And I mean, and that's that, all in the same year. Same year. Yeah. Three, three breweries. Three who had never won a medal before. And so that's like, if you, you can go and look and it's all, you know, out there of, of who won what and what states and all the metrics and stuff. If you look at Ventura County, we won three medals that year. Uh, I think something like 26 states won less than three medals that year. Like, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like, I know that everybody thinks like, oh, okay, like our beer's the best or whatever, but you, you look at the actual like awards and metrics and it's like, we just have a bunch of like world tier breweries here. It's like institutions won, you know, won, uh, world beer cup medals and made West has, and it's just like, you know, it's, you, you can't go anywhere and not have a good beer. I think that's why it's so easy to get like excited about the industry here. Yeah, and the fact that you can go anywhere and you can buy beer that's so fresh. Yeah, lit, like, yeah. I mean, like, we were, we were talking about this earlier. It's just like, I remember eight years ago here, or, you know, you'd go to a grocery store looking for craft beer and maybe you'd find, like, like a two or three month old, like, Union Jack. Yeah. Because that's all there was, you know. It's like people, you know, hadn't really, like, tuned into it yet. We were shipping a lot of our beer from Paso or San Diego or something like that. And now you can go literally anywhere and probably find like a Made West or a Tober Ventura Coast beer that's less than three weeks old. And that's that's just mind boggling. Just or like a week old or a week old. Day, I mean, I, a couple days old. I, I mean, stocked some some uh, cans before I got here and I turned them over. I'm like, these things are uh, 10 days old and they're on shelf right there and someone can go buy it sort of thing. It's just like that that would have been unheard of, you know, uh, five even five years ago, so even three years ago. I mean, isn't that crazy that just a couple of years ago, you guys were only selling in-store, and now you guys have opened accounts? And oh, yeah. You guys are everywhere now. I think it's just part of that whole, like, organic growth thing, though. It's like, if, you, if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. And it's not, you know, not even just, like, jumping on fad sort of thing. It's just, like, we literally only used to sell how we made money was we sold beer and pints. And now it's... Kansas to go, Kansas accounts, you know, draft stuff. We've got territory from Galita to Santa Clarita and some LA accounts. And it's just like, 
it's kind of weird to take a step back and you look at these old pictures and you're like, oh, we, <laughs> we just sold pints before. So it's fun. I mean, I remember in the beginning, me and you were just chatting it up. We're talking and you're just like, man, I don't have a canning line. Yeah. Right. And you're like, for me to do a canning line, I need to order so much. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, give me a pallet. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. just, let's get this shit started, bro. Yeah, that's that's the only reason we're canning, by the way, just because you sell me. Well, <laughs> well, you probably would have started like two weeks later, so I'll take yeah. the credits for the two no, weeks I, earlier. I actually have such a clear. Uh, so we use these mobile canners right now. Uh, uh, Mercenary, actually, I think I'm wearing their hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Mercenary. Mercenary, cool yeah. Over there. They are really, yeah. really cool dudes. I mean, again, like you got to work with like. No one's in this industry because they want to make a bunch of money. Like, let's be real. You're not going to make a bunch of money. It's because you like craft beer and you want to do fun things, hang out with cool people. And so, like, our mobile canners, one of them. And uh, I have such a clear memory. It was, like, our very first run. And so, basically, how it works is you get this uh, canyon line that, like, folds up into a truck. And they come down in this big, like, trailer from Slow. They unload at our place. They hook up to a tank. They clean the whole thing. And then uh, you hook it up to a tank. And there's like so many variables can, that can go wrong. But they're like very, you know, very professional. They tune it all in. But the first run's always like a little stressful. You're getting carb levels right. You're like, you know, s- seeing how it fits in the space. <laughs> Our very first run, you walked in and you're like, I'm going to take whatever it was. I can't, you know, 10% of the run, basically off the bat. And instead of packing it off into a pallet, we were packing it off into your hands. And it was going into the truck, <laughs> driving over here. Right. It was called Sam's at the time. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was on shelf. The same while day? We, no, like while we were still <laughs> like canning out the other stuff. That's crazy. Like I think it took another hour or two to finish and people were already buying it on the store there. And that's like the cool thing about like crappy hair. It's still small it's enough. Like, you you're drinking things. this. Hey, you know, talking about drinking, I think I need another drink. So. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm looking forward to another one of these. This is really good. This is actually the first time I've had this new hazy you got. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fresh. It's good. But yeah, so, I mean, it was kind of dope, like, getting the beer while you're still packaging it. Yeah. Taking a couple of runs back and forth to pick it up, because, you know, we had a little Prius and, you know. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It was, it was like, I don't think you'd see out the back at all, but it made it over here, right? Yeah, we got here safe, and, <laughs> you know, we, we, we didn't shake it up too much. People were drinking oh, it right away and yeah. posting and raving about it, and, uh, yeah. and, and that's awesome. So, so obviously... You got in the beer industry and, and pretty fairly quickly you got into cans, you got into a lot of stores. But before we get into that story, oh, yeah, yeah. I want to get back in because a lot of our viewers are, you know, entrepreneurs or people that want to do business yeah. and try to understand like the struggles, the things that you have to go through. So one thing I really want to touch upon is you were at UC Davis, mm-hmm. you were working on your computer science degree. And you had a fucking business plan for a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, pretty much. It's just like, I think there's a lot of work you can do. I mean, I, that, that, that's gotta be like the number one thing that everybody's running into is like, how do I go raise capital? You know, how do I go raise capital to open this awesome craft beer bar or whatever it is, you know, sort of thing. And it's like, I think there's a lot of, a lot of work that you can do before you incur any cost. You know, it's like, it's it's literally free to write a business plan. You can yeah. go to school, you know, I was working at the time, you know, when it was when we were doing that, but it's like, you can go to work nine to five or whatever, get off work and write your business plan sort of thing. It's like, 
literally free to write and it opens up a lot of doors of 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 i was in my like young mid-20s when when we opened and i think unless we had a very very well-developed plan like we wouldn't have gotten off the ground for sure um and i think there's a lot of resources out there that can can help you through that what were the resources that you used to help you um, that can possibly help some of our yeah viewers? no that's a way i love talking about this like we uh we used uh score in ventura and really the edcvc it's like the economic development collaborative of ventura county our, our good friend uh, aaron duncan was telling me about them oh as really well. yeah, yeah yeah so so t tell me a little bit more Let, let's get into detail on that yeah because, no that's because that's to me cool, that's actually. interesting like you used you had a business plan before you came down here and looked for money because because to get money the problem is is people might get in front of the right person but they're not ready so you're yeah. you're ready right you 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 at least have a like not a final plan but you have a plan some plan yeah some and plan i think that's like my number number one pet peeve like we we get a bunch of people I, i'd say at least once a month coming in for like brewery consulting and I'm more than happy to do that because it's like, and not, you know, not saying that like, oh, we're this like super accomplished, but it's like, you know, we had a lot of fucking help before we opened, you know, it's like Tope was handed us numbers and Made West, like, I, I want to tell a story later about like right before we opened and everything Tope and Made West did to, to make sure that we could open. Um, That's awesome. I just love inter yeah. beer culture. No, it's okay. Here, I'll jump into that right now. Let's okay do it. Let's do it. I love it. So we were, uh. I don't know how legal this is. Now I'm sure it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Like we'll, we'll ABC sure, doesn't yeah. listen to this podcast yet, right? Yeah. Uh, it was like a week before we were going to open. And everybody's got this, I'm sure. It's like you, you hope all these things fall together and they don't in any way. You know, like our air compressor wasn't up and running yet. So our keg washer wasn't running. Uh, we had all this beer ready to go. And we had no kegs. Uh, the keg truck got delayed. I think because there was some like embargo on steel. I don't remember how it worked, but uh, we had no kegs and no clean, no no potential to wash them. And we had a bunch of beer ready to go, and we were opening like Friday. So I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday. And uh, I called Jack up from Topa, and he's like, "We got the keg washer. Like, truck them over here, and just you know, like they had the warehouse up the up the avenue that we rent now or rent part of." And uh, he was like, show up, just wash kegs all day, you know, and they, you know, they had a, uh, one of their uh, brewers there at the time, Doug, was like training us on it. And I'm like, well, that, that's awesome. Really appreciate it. You're great. We don't have any kegs. And so like Seth called up and he's like, we got a bunch of extra kegs, you know, they were blank kegs, you know, not, not branded Midwest or anything. And it's like, I mean, can you imagine like another industry where it's like two, if you take a step back, like two direct competitors are like, sure, like here's, you know, here's this thing. And, and, and. We literally wouldn't have anywhere to put beer if that didn't happen. And so I think we had like a minivan at the time. I think it was my mom's minivan. We did something like 16 trips, like up and down the avenue, just like trucking empty and dirty kegs back and forth. I think we filled them later that day or that, or yeah, I think it was late at night and then opened like a couple days later. And it's just like, isn't that cool? <laughs> you know, it's, it's so wonderful and beautiful. And, and I was so honored to have Jack on as well, mm -hmm. you know, as one of our guests here and, and it's just that energy that that we get from our local you know entrepreneurs yeah. and local breweries it's us it's it's that it's that understanding that we need to help each other even though we're in con you know like we're, we're you could say that you're in competition but at the end of the day is we're all trying to build ventura county 
yeah. and, and, and build some good beers in Ventura County versus looking at an outside option that's not even as good or not even as fresh. Yeah. Like we got beers that brewed, what, 12 days ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, it's just cultural growth at that point. It's like, it doesn't do anybody, anybody, anybody any good to drink old beer. 100%. Yeah, whatever. I'd ra- I would so much rather somebody show up on shelf and get a fresh chief and have a great experience, you know, than, than anything else, honestly. Yeah. So. But see, that's, that's the beauty. I mean, I'm, and that's, I think why all three of you are, are very successful, you know, Seth, um, hmm. Jack yeah. and yourself, because you guys are in it for the culture. You're in it for the love at the same time is it's a business and, and we need to make money, but your your focus your energy is focused more on the good for yourself and the good for the others in the community that some people they're focusing on the negativity right if you're over focusing on not trying to help this person not doing that and and focusing there you can't focus on the good for what you're trying to strive for yeah and the energy is always positive it's good and and i've known i've only known you for i don't know four years or so yeah but it feels like i've known you forever just because that 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 energy (laughs) and that love you know what i'm saying it's just like like i'll be honest with you bro it's like it's always pleasant to just fucking see your face i think that's you i mean yeah you have that effect on people no but but you know like take it a step back on that it's like i don't think there's a single person out there in the county right now that's that like negative force on you know maybe 10 years ago there were a couple people or you know People are trying to like carve out their spot in the industry, but it's like, I don't think there's a single person who runs any brewery or works at any brewery that I'm not like excited to see out there. Yeah. You know, like we, we go to accounts. Uh, so we're like self-distributed. It's uh, like when we bring beer here or yeah. You bring you beer here. Yeah, yeah. No, literally I dropped it off. Before see, we, had... we got the owner <laughs> of Return Coast Brewery dropping beer here. No. That's love. No, but it's like, you know, so we go out to accounts all the time. we got our own sales reps, delivery drivers, all this stuff. And you'll run into a sales rep for Ennegrit, like Aaron. And he'll just be standing there talking you up the whole time. And it's just like, it's so like, I'm sure people are getting tired of listening to this, but it's very fun to be in an industry where everybody's so collaborative like that. Like you don't see them as, oh, you know, I got to go undercut this guy sort of thing. And it's just like, even past the sales perspective on the production side, it's like, you know, Leashless was like, hey, we had a hose blow up. And we're like, hey, we got a hose bander. Like, I'll be there two blocks away. Like, you know, sort of thing, drop it off. And it's just like, it's just a very rewarding side of the, the industry. And, and and the thing is, is, is when we're, when we're focused on trying to help people, right? And do good for the community, good things happen to us. I mean, it's yeah. karma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Man, we're getting preachy, aren't we? This is no, no, I agree with you. Beers getting deep. I think we're already on like six beers already before we got started. It was like 11 a.m. Okay, Uh. but you know what? That is the beauty of the Ventura County, yeah, beer like society, just the way everybody is. Because you know, I have a relationship with with everyone out here in the the brewery scene, right? Obviously, I've been here at uh, you know, I'm we had a different name, but. You know, with Happy Place Craft Beer, like for over 15 years, and just the the love and the way business has changed dealing with local companies, I love it. Yeah, it's it's just a different thing. I don't know if it's because we're by the beach, the weather's good, yeah. and everyone's happy. But and I'm but, sure every sorry, 
No. I'm sure every municipality has that, like, you know, exceptionalism. And it's, you know, I think it's, you got to make sure not to fall into, like, Ventura exceptionalism. But honestly, it's like, look, I, it, it's easy to look at other beer cultures and be like, you look at Sacramento, people are, like, trying to undercut themselves, undercut each other all the time or, like, tiring shit. You, you go sit at a bar, uh, you know, and again, this was, like, five five years ago, and you'll have some brewery just talking shit about another one sort of thing. You would literally never encounter that here, ever. You know, like we've got a big map in our tap room that shows like where all the other breweries are in the county. And uh, I'm confident that if some random person walks in and is like, hey, what do you think of, you know, whoever it is, anyone who works at our bar will be able to name their like three favorite beers there. And it's not just us. It's like you go in anywhere and like it's it's the people who are working there are generally enthusiastic about the industry as a whole. It's not this like blind brand loyalty sort of thing, which is cool. You know what? I absolutely love how much love there is in Ventura County in the Beer Society. But on that note, we're going to have to take a little bit of break because we've been drinking the beers. However, I want to stop and take a shout out to our sponsors, Happy Place Craft Beer, Wine and Spirits. If you're looking for some good craft beer, check us out on Instagram at We Deliver Liquor and the bloody cure so if you're looking for a nice michelada after having a day of drinking a little bit too much or just having a lot of fun with your family it's a spicy lemony peppery mix great for micheladas bloody marys and my favorite bloody marias that's with tequila and on that note i want to give a big shout out to ventura coast brewery for being here and we're going to keep this going we'll be right back cheers all right, brother. It was a nice little break and all this beer drinking. We had to do a little jerky <laughs> break. And, you know? Tastes really good. Yeah, man. We got some craft beer and we got some great craft jerky here at Happy Place Craft Beer Wine and Spirits. Man, that's good. I'm just going to chew in everybody's ear for the next hour. That's right? Fine. That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> we, we're just keeping it real over here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? As much as this conversation went from literally one amazing thing to another. I think I'd really want to go back and touch up on, you know, you getting started with your business, right? Because, because a lot of us entrepreneurs, right? We, we want to do, we have an idea. We have this business that we want to create, but we don't, we, we don't know where the support comes from. Yeah. So let's get let's really get into where where you got your support on starting your business. Yeah. And again, I don't I don't know if we're like the best. Uh, it's not like we're the uh, pinnacle to go look at, but it's like I can talk about what we did. And um, I think a lot of it is like it's super easy to get sucked into that dream and just like, you know, you can't you, you can't fall asleep at night because you're thinking about what you want to go build or do all these things. And that's awesome. I mean, that's like a really fucking good sign that you're on the right path sort of thing. But, um, I think like the number one pet peeve that, that we run into since we do, uh, try and help a lot. It's like, again, like I was saying, a lot of people helped us get to where we are. When people come in for consulting, we talk to them about like, here's what we went through is that people have this urgency of like, I got to get to market, you know, and if, if your whole business plan is you're just going to like, pre-time the market you're you're not going to survive long term sort of thing it's like you got you it's worth it to spend the time to do your homework sort of thing and all of that is effectively free like we we had a lot of consult oh yeah we were talking about this 
a lot of consulting services through like score and edc vc and all of that is free to realize you know it's like you can work on your plan take it they got cpas they got lawyers they can re- review your operating agreement and it's like as soon as so, you sign a lease you're paying so money all that shit we fucking spend a lot of money on yeah exactly it's exactly free. yeah it's free so so obviously we're talking about ventura we're talking about yeah. downtown ventura ventura city of ventura but they a, have these services i'm assuming for countywide yeah i mean so the especially so say take edc vc for example it's the economic development collaborative of ventura county sounds really boring when i think about it but uh i mean those guys are the gateway to a lot of like small business funding and it's like you you say okay say you're in a position i was or even it's like you never run a business before um or you're younger or it's like it's not like you have a bunch of like credit history fall back on or something's like you're not going to be able to go get an sba loan you're going to be able to go get like a city county back loan and those guys are the gateway for it so it's not even like trying to entertain them to get a loan it's like they have useful resources sort of thing and it's like as soon as you sign a lease you're paying money you know yeah. you're filing permits you're doing build out whatever why not just have like the best possible shot of setting yourself up to be successful 100%. before you realize any money so talking about being successful right to be successful we need to have a good business plan which you had but in your business plan you planned on being open in how long? Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have to go back to this. You no, know, listen, the we, current we get back. We get, we going back. We, <laughs> we want people to know what you went through. Okay, okay. Let's we, get into it. We signed our lease. I mean, we were, we were doing sort of like early talks of the city, like late 2014. Uh, I think we signed our lease like very beginning of 2015. And we didn't open until the end of 2016. So you can do the math yourself on how long it took for permitting and all that. Year and a half or so? Yeah, about. Yeah. Year and a half, two years. Uh, Again, I never thought city staff was against us. You know, it's it's really, it's like, I think it's easy to fall into that hole. Oh, you know, you blame municipalities for whatever. Um, But... I mean, it's easier to blame everybody else, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my fault it's all, all their fault i mean I, you know i it should have been done in six months or three months because that's what my business plan had yeah right yeah but you know it's it's i never felt like anyone was actively rooting against us it's like people people in that position it's it's somewhat a thankless job and they care about economic development in Victor county it's just there's hoops for everyone to go through and there's all these unexpected things it, it doesn't make it any less frustrating than you're paying rent on an open building sort of thing and you could have been getting a trunk or a canyon line in the beginning sort of thing. But you just got to roll with it. You, you got to take the punches. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, is I think the problem is, is everyone is. So somebody who's already an entrepreneur, we're ambitious, if not over ambitious. Right. You we, know, you and I are drinking beer at like 10 a.m. I don't think uh, we're that ambitious, <laughs> but go for it. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> On that note, I need to take another sip real quick. God, this beer hit the spot, bro. You guys did a great job. Thanks, man. Honestly. It's a breakfast haze. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, the 7.2%. This is. Yeah, really. um, Set you up for a good day. Yeah, it definitely will, you know. Just make sure you're not driving after this. You know, I mean, uh, I'm not driving and he's not driving. So we're good on that. But, uh, But you know what? When it really comes down to like putting together that whole plan that you did. You, you had cushions, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean like like monetary cushion yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's, you know, there's always advice like that. It's like, go out and what you think you're going to spend, double it, you know, timeline, stretch it all out. It's like, you got to be realistic. And it's like, we, we still run into that too of like, we have a lot of restaurants or accounts that are like, hey, we're going to open by April. I'm like, okay, that means December sort of thing. And it's like, <laughs> you got to build in a safety margin sort of thing. And it's yeah. like, you aren't doing yourself any good by being unrealistic in timelines at all. You know, like you want to be successful. So show up successful and try and be realistic and then stretch it out twice that. And then, then you'll be good. <laughs> it, and I think that's one of the biggest problems a lot of people have in, in entrepreneurship. It's is they, they either invest, a, they only have a limited amount of funds because yeah. they're not using resources and they're spending their money on, on instead of using those resources and saving 20 yeah. grand professional, uh, Professional services are really expensive. Yeah. And, and when you can get that for free, you can use that for, you know, paying rent for the next four or five months. Yeah. And I don't think there's a single startup out there that's capitalized in the way that they hope they would be. No one's like rolling in cash in their startup. It's like you got to do things and wear a lot of hats and build things out yourself. It's just got to be realistic going into that. 100%. Like, even when I got myself into business 15 years ago. I had no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no fucking idea. What did you think was, you know, going in? What was your, your grand vision? I thought as a business owner, like, obviously, I, I'd always done sales. I've done sales jobs. I worked for Circuit City before they went yeah. out. And I, did a, I was a wireless. Um, I was a district sales manager for a wireless company. Then it became a, you know, I mean, I, I did a lot of sales jobs. Yeah. But then when I got into this business, I had no idea. Like, it felt good as being like, oh, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Right. And that's where it started. You're like, this is cool. And the thing for me is like, I like to be around people. Right. And clearly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, it was a lot of fucking fun just talking to people, hanging out with people. And when I started looking at like, this is how much I like to spend. Right. I'm spending this much a month right here and I'm making that much less <laughs> as it's weird to be working for somebody else and making more. And then when going into your own business, making less because your overhead, your taxes and you're this and you're that there's so much shit. And the thing with a business is you have to learn how to be so precise. You have to minimize your you know your spending and you have to maximize your profit yeah right as 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 you know margins are you know. pretty tight in a lot of these things yeah and, and and sometimes the problem is is like you have to find a good balance right and once you find that good balance of hey you know what we can only spend this much we can only do this and do that and i'm lucky right i have an amazing woman in my life my wife shout out to Novjeet. thank you so much and uh, it's just it's just been amazing to have her by my side because she's she's an accountant, a CPA by trade. Yeah. So her being able to like analyze our business and making sure that we can be here tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hijack this for a little bit. Talk about my significant other too. <laughs> you better, bro. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's not this. You get the Oscar and you're like, thanks, mom, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so my girlfriend Morgan, uh, she runs all of our distribution. Uh, 
which most of our volume goes out the door sort of thing like like the at breweries are scale you get you want to sell as many dollars retail as you can but most of it's going out the door and we'd be dead in the fucking water you know it's like and it's not just like trying to downplay that of just like uh all the coding all the accounting all the big picture sit down at the end of the day of like here's the sectors where we're making money here's where we're not here's what we got to go do to get this account sort of thing it's like <laughs> i think I, I think it takes like it's like rolling it back to that whole like starting your own business sort of thing it's like you got to lean on a lot of people you got to lean on your family and your friends and it's like you don't want to but it's like that's just realistic and that's we we couldn't have started this anywhere else but ventura county because that's where like friend base was family base was you know, resources yeah exactly but it's like you got to realize that it's like sure you can go out and find this sort of dream and this is what's going to make you happy but it's like it's not going to happen unless you can be count on those people that can like make it happen sort of thing and I think it's easy to discount that and be like, oh, you know, like we're, we're pulling towards this goal. We all need to pull together. But you realize that like, you know, at the end of the day, it was your dream and it's other people getting you there sort of thing. So it's just like, it's useful to take that step back and be like, <laughs> thank appreciate. You. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Nubjeet. I appreciate everything you do for us because without you, we wouldn't be where we're at. Yeah, Morgan, you're pretty okay. <laughs> we're getting real preachy on this <laughs> but you know what you have to right yeah. I mean because because for us to continue what we want to do we we really need the support of the people we need the support from yeah. right I mean I'll be honest like with this podcast right the amount of support that I've gotten since we've launched the podcast has just been incredible it's just been so nice to get those DMs the that hey i appreciate yeah. i was so happy to hear about this this is entertaining this is interesting like we need that right but at the end of the day is, is we're thankful because that dm and that message like was like for me to be like you know what i have to go harder i gotta go better i have to really think about who my audience is and what they want to yeah. hear right and the same way so with why'd you, you bring me in right <laughs> I thought it was all Russian bots. You right, know, you look yeah. at all the comments on this. I'm like, no, right. no one watching this shit. No, like, nobody's watching this shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right? Just kidding. No. But, you know, honestly, the one of the biggest reasons I wanted to bring you in is you're one of those people in Ventura County that I literally have this special connection that when, <laughs> when I see you through a window while I'm at Ventura Coast, or not, not Ventura Coast, I'm at Fluid State hanging out and i see through the other window smiling i gotta run my ass around the whole building okay, okay. give you a big old hug <laughs> and then you pick my ass up off of the floor it's just that you're, you're very fit you you're very that? light no no no. i'm, I'm not I'm that strong 120 pounds bro <laughs> I, I can't lift that i mean you know shout out to persistence culture i'm, I'm gonna give a big shout out to my gym persistence culture because you know they, they got me they got me feeling good right now i'm down by like 20 pounds but and, and, and I'm increasing muscle, but you pick me up, bro. You look skinny, but you got some. very skinny, You, you yeah. can hold a motherfucker up. It's just jerky and beer. It's not. <laughs> anyway, okay, what were we even talking about? Sorry. You know what? The, the next thing that I really want to get into is is, is your staff, your yeah. brewery. Yeah. I, I, I want to get, I want to let people in to know because th that's really what it is. Because you created it. But it wouldn't have been created without who's on your team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing here. It's like, 
I think if you ask anybody in the brewing industry, it's kind of like, you know, what what do you think going in? And I think everybody thinks like, oh, you know, I'm going to be flipping valves or making the best beer. And it's like people management never falls into that. You know, it's just like it's it's just realistic of like, you don't, you know, it's naivete or whatever. But it's like at the end of the day, it's probably the cool one of the cooler things at the end. It's just like seeing seeing staff in their element or just like seeing people. It's like we have all these cool events coming up that are that are basically generated from you know people who work at ventura coast i really like the art show that's like that's really cool i've never even i am very nervous your face is going to show up on something soon right I, we're going to do it like i want to see somebody put my my face on one of these cans and we're, we're going to call it the, <laughs> we're, we're going to call it the fucking um ev like the east ventura <laughs> can or something west coast East Ventura, West Coast. I Honestly, I think that'd be really fun to do. Like, East Ventura needs more like can drops and stuff like that. You know, can release at Happy Place or like, it's like, that's where, you know, I grew up was over here and it's like, you spent your whole life over here. It's just like, a lot of the beer enthusiasts live over here and you got to drive into town and do can releases or drive down to Casa or Midwest or something like that. So, you know what? Talking about the East Ventura, I would... I would be honored to have you here for our grand reopening for Ooh, Happy Place as, we, fun. as we're doing the rebranding. And uh, I think I want to do that soon. And what we could do is because we have three acres of property that eventually we're going to develop on. That's More of like a mini estate. 100%. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're going to do our own little fun party. We'll have Ventura Coast Brewery out there and, and some other local breweries. I think that would be really dope to do. It's not a beer festival. Be right? Fun. But it's it's just for our back, you know, just yeah. the local area. Yeah. And um, to owe to all the amazing beers that you guys are making. That'd be fun. We'll show up. Done. I'm, I'm excited. I think We're this is it. a legally binding, you know, like, right, podcast? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's legally binding. It's Fuck. verbal. It's recorded. I didn't so sign any stuck. waivers going into this. <laughs> <laughs> a light almost dropped on me like half an hour ago. It's the most risky thing I've ever done. Okay. Right? Cool. Hey, you, you know, drinking at 10 a.m. was yeah. it was risky, too. Okay. So where else are we going? We're talking about... <laughs> well, a couple of the next things I, I really want to get into is, um, like, what what do you see the future of Ventura Beer Society? You know, the county as a whole? Yeah. Ventura County. Yeah. I mean, like... If you look back, like, you know, we were talking about this, you find in like, you know, six years ago, there's really old Union Jack on the shelf. And now there's three week old, you know, half dozen breweries on the shelf. It's like, I think it's easy, you know, especially if you're writing a business plan or stuff of like people who don't understand the industry to be like, oh, you know, there's a bubble coming because it, you see all these brands out there that didn't exist five years ago. And it's just kind of like a mischaracterization of what's actually happening in the industry. Um, when we did our business plan and when you normalize for like, super exciting, normalize for like population and wealth, Ventura was like the pen, the penultimate producing county in the whole state. So second, second to the bottom, the, I think the bottom was like Solano, which has got a Budweiser plant. So it's probably crowding out craft beer. Um, and everyone who lived there worked there. Yeah, exactly. So they're just drinking their own oh, beer. I'm happy to go on record. The salon's a piece of shit. No, I'm <laughs> 
I'm sure that'll come back, come back to haunt like, me. I'm so. just so going to cut out everything I just said good, after that. Good. And we're going to leave just that piece. Perfect. That's right. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm happy I live where I do. Thalano's great. I, I, you know, I regret saying that. Um, <laughs> no, but like, you know, like, so, so it's easy to be like, hey, there's this bubble coming. There's all these new brands. And it's, it's just, you don't understand. It's like, when you go into like Miller Coors Irwindale, they got these big posters on the wall that say like, our goal is to only shrink by 2%. And we'll be, we'll be, that's our stretch goal. Like, yeah, I don't know, 2%, one and three quarters, whatever. Because it's like all these little guys, you know, you got a seaward down the street, three barrel brewery. So they make six kegs at a time. That's eating the market share. But it's like, it's these big guys are so so large that when they lose one or two percent like we're gaining double digit sort of thing and no one's gonna wake up tomorrow and be like you know what hazy ipas fucking suck let's go back to drinking like whatever it was it there'll be a settling for sure like i don't think you'll see kind of the opening rate that you did between 2016 and 2020 sort of thing like we're gonna be having four to four people open every year but that's fine. You know, it's always the cyclic thing. And it's like, I think people who are like showing up every day and kind of like really connecting people will be around for a while. And, you know, maybe some people will close, some people won't. But it's like, I don't think there's going to be this big crash where it's just suddenly like, oh, everybody hates craft beer. Yeah, because the thing is, is the thing is, is certain industries might drop down like Bud or Miller Coors may be yeah. reducing, but it's openings for something else. Yeah. But now... On the other things that are coming up, right? Like seltzers have been really hot. Seltzers, like new yeah. stuff. Like I remember when hazy IPAs, I'm drinking hazies, you know, and I'm like, whoa, this stuff is going to be the next thing. Cause, cause me, I don't look at beer when it comes, when it comes to happy, happy place, craft beer, wine spirits, beer comes in. I try, I drink it and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I don't think, wow, that's amazing for me. I say, wow, that's amazing for the anybody coming in yeah endless amount of customers we get yeah. right and you know shout out to all you customers that come out and support happy place craft and beer craft beer wine and spirits it means the world to me thank you so much and uh because without you guys we wouldn't be sitting here today because this is all possible because of the support you gave with happy place craft beer wine and spirits but really getting back into it um i never try something and say it's something i love or it's something I hate. I look at something and say, "Is this something my customers want?" Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We're at least a four pack each in here, so I can start yeah. bitching about this. <laughs> 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 like, I would say that's probably the most frustrating. You know, you put all that we put all this love into you know, like crappy industries, all this great. You know, I think that's the most frustrating thing for me is when you got people just shitting on other aspects of craft beer production sort of thing. It's like, when you brought up seltzers, but it's like, let's roll it back to hazies. It's like, you have a lot of breweries out there who three years ago were just like, hazies are a fucking joke. You know, like, you don't know what you're doing if you're making those. Like, it's it's crap. It's like, look, no one's strapping you, strapping you to a chair, clockwork orange style and funneling down your mouth. If you don't like making that, that's fine. You know, like, you know, I don't always like showing up and making like, you know, drinking dark beers at the end of the day. But it's like I, you know, we work to try and like make these like American style that we're rolling out like as yeah. best as we can. It's like 
If you really think that that's like a joke of a style, like Seltzer or Hazy or something like that, show it up, show up and make it better than anybody else. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Yo, respect like, to that. And it's just like, I, you know, you, you're kind of seeing it now. And this is not me like gloating or anything, but it's just like, you're seeing it now of like people who somewhat painted themselves into a corner, like, oh, Hazy's are a joke and you know, you don't know what you're doing are now rolling out with Hazy sort of thing. And so it's just like, we're downtown. We get a lot of people who have never had craft beer before. And we used to try and push them on a light lager because it's like, okay, you don't like beer. Try our super light lager sort of thing. It's probably kind of the most beery beer out there when you think about it. Like, you know, Miller Light, but Light, you know, genuine draft thing. We've been pushing them on hazies and uh, they like them. You know, it's not, it's not bitter. It's like you get this big aroma. There's a reason people like sort of like connect with it. And... It's like, you know, my girlfriend didn't like hazies before she tried, or IPAs before she tried Casa Agria's IPAs. And now you should drink the gnarly Swiss Coast. You know, big shout out to Casa Agria because they have been killing it on them hazy IPAs. Absolutely. You should have them on this podcast. You know what? I'd love to. You know what? This is your official invite. I'd like to get Mike, Eric. I'd like to get the whole crew up here because you know what's crazy? Like, let's go back like years and years ago, right? So about seven, eight years ago, um, I was a, a part of launching a beer com- a beer society, right? Yeah. We called it uh, Ventura County Beer Society. I remember this, yeah. It was, it was me and another gentleman and uh, one of my coworkers. Like, we all kind of got together and said, hey, we want to do this. And I'm like, yo, I want to spread the whole craft beer love. And I want to introduce people who don't know about craft beer and, and have them come and and enjoy something they would have never experienced yeah so long story short we we started this and we you know a big shout out to joby from barrel house 101 which is going to be a, a guest coming up soon joby's um, gonna be a guest on yeah, hell yeah man i gotta bring my brother over here. i'm gonna come back for that that'll be a fun one right <laughs> uh, and uh you, we gotta all just pre-game and drink together and then you, you know what one of these days i gotta do something like maybe after the 100th episode just get everyone together in a room hmm. and just do some crazy shit Make sure they're very drunk before, though. Oh, we're going to fucking get everybody as real as possible. This is kind of like an interesting aspect of this podcast of you can't show up like very manicured. So the thing is, you're kind of drunk before you you don't get to start recording until everyone's (laughs) drunk. Right. I mean, mean, you can show up early, but you got to until the the cameras don't start rolling until you've had a couple beers, because that's when we can keep it real. Yeah. Right. You got to keep it fucking real. (laughs) That's a problem. Sometimes. You know, we're sober. We're trying to like put on yeah. this little facade, and all comes crashing down. Yeah, but so yeah, you know, again, big shout out to Joby because he used to host us in the back, and we started these little, um, these, um, you know, these beer shares, and it was about 20, 30, 40, 50 of us at different times. And Eric came out with his ugly one, ugly two, some of his sours, <laughs> and it was just fantastic. And me being somebody who loved craft beer, and I'm trying them, I'm like what the fuck is this yeah like his his sour beer game was on another level oh no and i think it still is can i tell a little story yeah i'd love to hear it. so we got um our tanks came from oregon from like portland area and it was really really hard to schedule when the tanks would show up when the crane showed up so the idea is these these fermenters are like really tall and the building that we're in is an old it was built as a safeway in 39 which is cool Wait, so a, the ventura coast brewery facility was a safeway back in the day yeah 39 yeah okay 
And so, uh, which is cool other than, you know, it's like 80 years old sort of thing. So it's got this awesome wooden truss system that has bowed over the last 80 years. So we did the measurements at the wall and we're like, oh, we got plenty of room. Tank shut up. We're like, ah, you know, a couple inches taller than we thought. So we had to crane them in through the skylight, move the skylight, crane them in, looked bitching. But uh, the tanks showed up. The closest we could get it was the tank showed up a day before the crane showed up. So, you know, you spend all this money, brand new stainless steel, trucks all its way from Oregon. We fork it off and just sitting in the parking lot. And we're like, there's no way we can just leave it here. You know, it's way too big to move. So we basically just like set a pop up up and uh, just like had people from the industry come by and just drink beer while we were just like guarding our <laughs> tanks. So like, and what a cool moment that is. So Eric brought all this, uh, what was it, Citronic? I can't remember what it was uh, back then, but it's just like, you know, and that was five years ago sort of thing. And it was just like, wow, this is one of, you know, the best hazies I had at the time. It's just like, it's it's so cool to be able to find, like, no matter what your favorite style is, there's one of the best, uh, like, examples of it within 20 miles sort of thing. If you're really into Pilsners, go, you know, I think we make a great one too. And a lot of people do, but go drive to Moorpark and the best one you can find is right there. And it's like, if you're into hazies, Again, I think we make a great one, but <laughs> drive down to Oxnard. I'm there. drinking it now. It's fantastic, actually. I think, I think you drank all of them. Yeah. You know what? It's a. It's beautiful to see the all the love that you know our local community has for each other, but like really breaking it down. Do you want to know who I don't like? Food. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. I, really I thought know. that's what you were gonna ask. No, let's get the juice. No. <laughs> who is it? Fuck. He doesn't to- like me. <laughs> Damn, why are you here though, bro? No, I'm just I was trying to come with someone who was a joke, but I can't yeah. think of anybody. Okay. Well, one of the things that I, I found out, so Casagria is like just killing it on the hazies too. I mean, they're doing an incredible job. Big, big. big I was in out. Phoenix this weekend. You couldn't run into a bar without finding them on the Roosevelt Row in Phoenix. And and you still can't find them at Happy Place. Crap. <laughs> I am. I'm fucking calling Sorry, out Casagria. I, I need you guys in here, please. I love you guys, man. Please, bro. No. Okay. But, but, you know, what's crazy is they started off at Casa Agria because their sours were absolutely phenomenal. But obviously, as you and I know, the the the, the, the sour industry has it has a big decline. Yeah. The, I mean. No, huge fucking. Yeah. Not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to sell how much, like, sa- how much sour, you know, inventory do you have back uh, here? Probably like sixty thousand dollars with the sour industry, and I'm 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 selling like ten thousand a month. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, come buy sours at Happy Place on uh, Sour Sundays, baby. Twenty percent off all sours. We got you. <laughs> That's real. We do oh. sour Sundays, but but what's really cool is is even though their name is Casagria, which which means House of Sours, what I love is the fact that. They were able to adjust to the market, and and even though they were already doing other IPs and stuff, when when they saw that the market was changing, they were able to adapt to the market and come up with some of the greatest hazy IPs out there. Yeah. And I think as business owners, whether you're in brewery industry, whether you're in any other industry, you have to understand you have to be able to adapt. Yeah, and I mean it's not it's not trend hopping. It's not just like. Oh, you know, someone came in and said some, you know, milkshake off the wall and we're going to change our whole plan. It's like, you got to believe in the beer you make, but it's like, again, like, like rolling that back. It's like that, that's something that I struggle with of like, why shit on any style sort of, it's just like, 
uh, your whole goal is to show up and try and make the best product for like anybody shows up in the door and they you know they like sours they don't or they like hazies and they don't sort of thing or you know whatever it is it's like sure like be be true to your roots and you regardless of how the sort of like sour market has gone Costa's still showing up and making like amazing sours every day and you can go into their tap room and taste these like fantastic things and it's like but they're also putting out you know great lagers and great uh hazies and all that sort of stuff it's like i i I don't think that's anywhere near tight enough to be like you know you can't be true to yourself while also like try and put the like full gamut out there you know no 100 percent. but but the thing is this is i love the fact that they're able to to expand because in the beginning it was obviously the name is casagri yeah 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 and and then it's house of sours And, and and but now not only did they diversify so many other yeah. products, but so many other styles, but they're fucking amazing. Yeah, each one. And it's like, yeah, again, rolling back to the whole thing of like, I don't think you can go anywhere in the county and not have a great pint now. And it's just like, isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah, isn't that How cool? does it make you feel as a local? Awesome. Like, I mean, like, like, I, you know, as much as I'd love to show up here and just talk up Ventura Coast to the end of the day, it's like, I, I I truly believe that we're making like top tier beers out there, but it's like, it's so relieving as just someone who is going to spend the rest of my life here. Like you can go in anywhere and get a great bite or, you know, show up here and grab cans. And like, it's just, it's pretty cool. You you know, what's pretty interesting is, um, so my wife over the last so many years would ask me like, would you ever move out of Ventura County? And, uh, and I pretty much told her no. Right, and she's like, "Well, what if you made double what you you made now, and you went somewhere else?" I said, "But at the end of the day, says, Winter County brings me happiness, right? These yeah, people, these no, connections we have—it's just—it's just so much love and so much good energy from everyone out here that makes me want to always just stay here." Yeah, we again, we we couldn't have done this anywhere else. It's just like resources you know people we knew it's like you know you're very very lucky to have like family in the area and all that sort of stuff but it's just like it literally wouldn't have been possible anywhere else and it's just like yeah i I, you know you just went to bali sort of thing and like you know i went to phoenix for the weekend it's it's great to go visit but like by the end of the trip you're like this is great but it's like thank god i live (laughs) where i do sort of thing and it's funny because i came back from bali and everyone's like oh my god you went to paradise man but now you're back I'm already home. there. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I live in paradise. No. I fucking live in Ventura County yeah. where the sun shines 90% of the time of the year. <laughs> What's that? February? It's like 80 degrees. Right? Out. You know? I mean, it's March, whatever this is dropping. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a, it's just beautiful to be able to live in this culture. And I, and I feel that the sun and, and everything else just just creates a different type of you, 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 what, you, what you doing over there bro pacing myself yeah no man no no more water for you you're gonna drink more beer bro <sighs> <laughs> put some sound effects I, don't, I don't have as beautiful as a voice as your intro sip it with sky oh you know what shout out to big bear man that's my muscle boy right there you know for for putting that uh that intro together for us you know so he's an old school <laughs> friend. I actually grew up listening to him on the radio. Really? And uh, and yeah, now he uh, he runs like t- 
tons of different radio stations and for him to actually do that for us it's uh that that it's awesome it, it goes like you're talking about the the beer yeah. industry right and in my industry like i i've just connected with so many different people in so many different industries and and for entrepreneurs i i would really like i i would tell everyone to make sure you network and you connect and you, it's all about making connection and and making relationships because yeah. i think that's where some people mess up they don't make relationships they don't spend enough time on on building that network of friends because there's gonna be a time in your life where you fucking need them like i'm, I'm gonna go back right yeah yeah i'm in yosemite <clears throat> first time in yosemite barely have any reception i fucking pick up my phone and i'm fucking oh, i forgot about ass. this and i'm like yo kyle i got this issue there's a wedding going on something's going on wrong with my jockey box i need you to fucking go handle this shit please i have no reception next thing you know you head over to this wedding right that we delivered all the alcohol happy place craft beer delivered all the alcohol again the abc alcohol beverage control is not listening to this podcast right um, i actually have them as they cannot listen <laughs> <laughs> good Otherwise, okay cool probably i'll be in trouble so um and 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 then you showed up and you fucking saved it. Sure. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, I feel like we, you know, could, could preach about that for a while, but it's just like, that's like the cool thing that we have on self distribution is like, there's not this like middleman sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I stocked canes before I got here. And it's just like, I think at the end of the day, you're going to need that as the market starts getting crowded out of like, you got that touch point, you got those relationships, you can make sure that's fresh beer so that people can buy fresh beer sort of thing. And either yeah, I think it's it's fresh, fresh good beer that's gonna win out above anything else. So But you know what? At the end of the day, I think what's really gonna win out is just good people that care about well, our community. Well then I'm fucked. <laughs> and you're pretty fucked too, let's be real. No, I'm just kidding. All right, we're done. That's it. <laughs> we're gonna have to close up shop soon. <laughs> yeah. I've also been on this podcast. Right? Jack might be okay. Yeah. yeah. Diego's fucked. Diego's no, I'm just kidding. Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what? It's just it's just beautiful living in this community. And I don't think my wife realized how how this community was until recently over the last like couple of years. I, I think obviously with the Thomas fires yeah. and everything else and you know, you guys donated beer and everybody was there and like appreciating our and helping out our community any way, shape, or form. And it just showed you how much togetherness there was. Yeah. And and, and it's on another level. And in the fact that if if somebody wants to wants to get some help and and take their business to another level or open up a business, the fact that they can just reach out to you and talk to you and you're so open to talk to people. Yeah, we talk about beer all day long. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, just play devil's advocate for a second. Like, I'm sure that exists at some level all around, but, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to fall into that Ventura County exceptionalism, you know, because, because you and I have like all the uh, examples to fall back on. So, I mean, I see it regularly from, so when the Thomas fight happened. Yeah. We decided to do uh, a giveaway. 
we we set up a little little thing on an end cap. Yeah, I put a, uh, a bottle of Happy up and said, you know, we're gonna do a, a raffle giveaway. It's ten dollars a raffle. If you buy ten raffles, you get twenty tickets, and uh, you can get this bottle. Again, the ABC is not listening to this. ABC is not listening to this. <laughs> I'm just saying. at all. <laughs> Yeah, totally, totally. Like, okay, let's, let's keep it going. Okay. No, we still charging them money. We charge them a penny. So it's. Like, oh, okay. That we're good to yeah, go. Yeah, it wasn't a giveaway. It was a giveaway for a penny. Okay. okay. I still made them pay a penny, even though you took it out of the penny jar. <laughs> no, it was no, still no. money. It was their money. Was they paid. His, it. Okay. It okay. was. It was money that was not my money. That was paid. He took a penny. I said, "Hey, I need a penny." He just took it out of the jar. <laughs> so, it was beautiful to see when I started that. By the end. I had some of the rarest bottles that even I've never drank before. Really? I'm like, oh but just my people God. coming in and dropping them off? Everybody was dropping off. Hmm. Everyone. Everyone from everywhere. Like, it turned into a freaking whole, like, like a five-foot display of amazing alcohol. I think the total like actual value of the alcohol that was donated was like as much as we raised Jeez. you know what i mean like, no and we ran into the same thing of just like so we did that big like thomas fire fundraiser we basically like okay we're gonna we sold a bunch you know it's been a little while we sold a bunch of merch and like we um beer donations and all sort of thing raffles we've never had as many people in there as we did you know grand opening and whatever we had a line to the door the whole time but it's like we've never had as many people as in there for the thomas fundraiser and that was just like so fucking cool to see people just showing up with like donations and, and businesses coming in with like business cards or whatever it was or um, you know gift cards. It's just like that sort of like enthusiasm is, is pretty neat. And it's crazy because you don't do it to expect that. Oh right? yeah, no. I mean, right. we were. I think a lot of a lot of places were like you're calculated guy. That might be a different. No, situation. no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> like sure, I'm scheming, but it was not like. No, like for real though, it's like December was a weird month month back then. And it's like, I think a lot of people were looking for like a return to normalcy of just like one, either they had no home to go back to, like because realistically that was a lot of people coming in or just, you know, it was weird. Like I remember it was so smoky that like you couldn't, you couldn't see from one end of the bird to the other, uh, our glycol chiller, which is kind of the refrigerant for all our solar tanks that died, like. Like, we didn't know what to do. So we kind of just, like, I think the Brophy Bros and, like, drank a bunch of Made West beer because it was like, what do we even do? I think everybody had that mindset of, like, okay, it's three days in and it's still not over. Like, what do, what do we do? Um, so I think those sort of, like, meeting places where you could kind of, like, find this little sense of community sort of thing. And, yeah, it's always weird to try and, like, you know, the optics of how do you, like, lay out an event during, during like, a tragedy. But it's, like, it was really intentioned for just, like, you know, we've made no money sort of thing. It was just like, let's hang out with a bunch of people. And, and what's crazy is, so when we when we did our event here, which was, uh, I think we raised a little over $10,000 um, that we donated and we bought TVs for people who yeah, had suppliers cool. and this and that. And then we had a remainder of like five grand. And then we donated the rest of it to, to um, the Thomas Fire Fundraiser. Yeah. Right, and then we uh, we set up booths over there to sample out like different spirits. No, I remember to, that. That was to cool. get people drunk so they could like you know donate yeah. more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, 
What what I think the thing that really tripped me out the most is that January was our biggest January in the history of our store. Really? And, and I hadn't I I didn't fucking care nothing else. Right? Cuz when you see your house, your your home on fire like and it just devastates you and it just takes you into this world that you're like like I cannot believe this shit cuz you we see shit on TV. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that sucks. When you see it on your own hills, and you see one of your my business partner, Mumbo from the Bloody Kid, mm-hmm. right? His fucking house was about to be on fire. It, like the first thing I saw on the news was DJ Mumbo. Like I'm, I'm like, like it wasn't DJ Mumbo on the news, but I'm like, fucking Mumbo's right. It was DJ Rico Mumbo, Mumbo. Right? <laughs> Rico Mumbo morning show. So <laughs> his fucking house is about to burn down. And the fire was right around the corner, and I called him. I said, "Bro, is that your fucking house?" Said, yeah. <laughs> you were watching it on the news, and you saw his house. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw, right? Because it, it started out in that area yeah. in Santa Bola. So it was just like it was just it was already emotional from the moment it started, and then, like you're watching the mountain hills, of the hills you look yeah. at every single day, since I've been in preschool. Yeah. Right, because I went to school at Sadie Quay Elementary, now called Atlas. You know, Atlas, yeah. Like right up the street here from Happy Place, and it's just, it's just fucking crazy to see that that all this happened, and we want to do what we want to do to help the community, and it's beautiful to see that the community supports us afterwards. And and, and I had no intentions on that in January. Yeah, having no. the biggest month I ever had in January, right after. And I think everybody's got a story like that, though. It's like it was such a big event that it's not like anybody's isolated from something like that. Yeah. It's just like everybody either, you know, had some sort of loss or a very close family member. It's just like there's, there's kind of few events that like roll through like that, that kind of showcase like the resiliency of a community. Now we're getting deep. We're getting deep, but you know what? I think we need to take a little stop, a little break real quick. So I just want to give a couple of really big shout outs. I want to give a big shout out to Rico Mamba Morning Show, Q1047, 95.9, always supporting us. And a big shout out to, to Bear for doing our intro and a really big shout out to Eron Video Production for putting this whole video part of our podcast together. So thank you so much. And uh, I think we need to get some refresh cold beer. We'll be right back. Cheers. Thank you so much. All right. So um, on that break, I had to grab. I know I still have a little bit left in this other hazy IPA, but this can right here is a pretty cool little looking can right here. We're, we're actually out of that in the tap room. I think you have one of the last cases here, so probably be gone by when this drops, but. Well, we're gonna have to drop this soon. But <laughs> Submergence West Coast IPA. You West Coast IPA. That. that was another one of those uh, Archa labels. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, as much. I have as to I, pay him to say that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he worth paid it. me in beer, so this whole shipment we got today was free. Not in nine. So I'll, I'll take my signature off of that last. Uh, Gosh. You know. <laughs> yeah, well. Remember, this is a this is a contract right here, verbal contract. I never signed anything. Oh, okay, okay. Come on, <laughs> go for it. Shoot. Well, let, let me ask you a couple other things. I mean, I know we talked we we talked upon how you got started in the beer industry, 
you got the business going. Now, obviously, a lot of our listeners are are people that want to be entrepreneurs or they are entrepreneurs. What, what are the some of the biggest advices you can give them? Oof. I don't know. What about you? Clearly more successful. I'll answer, but I want you to answer first. Hey, you want me to answer first? Yeah. yeah. I asked you the question first. So once you answer, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, and that's then fair. I'll answer right after that. <laughs> um. Okay. You know, like I think we've had a little bit of track history in, you know, four years when you look back on that, but it's like, and this is not coming from this whole like paragon of, you know, industry titan, but it's just like, I think you can look back and just like, at the end of the day, you have to be intellectually honest with yourself. It is, it is unbelievably easy to write an intellectually dishonest business plan. You show up and we're going to make this amount of money and we're going to do this. And it's like, you're not going to go get your funding that way. You're not going to be able to execute that business plan. It's at the end of the day, you have to be intellectually honest with yourself and be like, just because this is what I think I want, is this actually realistic sort of thing? And and it, it's just a disservice to you. And it's like, if you write the most intellectually honest business plan you can, it leads to the right decisions for you. Because you're like, okay, maybe it pencils out, you know, in this scenario, you know, here's, you know, that I'm not going to make the... The money I thought, but is it worth the life choice of the problems I'm going to do, the people that I get to hang out with? And you're like, yes. And it's like four years down the road, you're going to be happy or not, depending on how intellectually honest you were. So that, I would say is like esoteric as that is, that's probably like my biggest advice is just like as you're grinding through that, like be as honest as you can and all your like work hard to get the accurate numbers and like put it through. And it's like, don't look you got to build business plans for an audience for like going out and getting a loan but it's like build a correct one for yourself that's actually as accurate as you really think it is you know and and i think that's important with ourselves not, not just for a business plan for anything else right i think we need to be truly honest with ourselves Oof. as individuals <laughs> on a lot of shit we fucking do because sometimes we're so we're so caught up in what we want it's not what is real Right. And if we focus on what is real, we have to focus on what is possible. Right. Now, the thing is, is I'm a type of person that always looks at something and saying, when one person says this is impossible, I say it's possible. Let's find a way. Yeah. Right? No, but, that's true. But, but at the same time is, is there's expectations that are impossible. Right. If you're going to say, I'm going to go and I'm going to do all this and our breweries is going to be canning and bottling and selling stuff in like 12 months, or I'm going to open up a liquor store or a craft beer bottle shop. And, and I'm going to have 10 locations in like two yeah. years. It, it's it's but, not realistic, but you need that enthusiasm. Or you'll be dead in the water. So let me ask you, it's like, how do you, how do you basically like rain that enthusiasm while My being, wife. while being My realistic? Wife. Okay. So, so you're the enthusiastic one. Heading off in this direction. And my wife is a realistic one. <laughs> I used to fuck around. Your I, I used to fuck around with her and say she was the pessimistic one, right? Because I was so overly optimistic, right? We're gonna blow up, we're yeah, gonna do we're this. Gonna do yeah. this, we're gonna do that. Yeah. And she was just so real. So I, I think at the end of the day is, is that you need to find a balance of 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 people in your life, right? You need to find people that there, there's gonna be some people that are gonna be your 
the ones that never support you that are the ones that you expect to support you first okay right they're the ones so you're like, like that you're gonna fucking support me because you're my family or or i've known you since kindergarten and they're the ones that gonna in the beginning they're gonna be the least supportive because they're because two things right because i think where people really fuck up right when they get advice from somebody else and it's not the advice they want they say they're a hater it's not that they're a hater the true fucking realistic 100 percent fact is this is this is not the advice they would give to themselves oh okay so i like that a lot way beyond business or whatever but just like personal things like if somebody goes out of their way to you know offer advice like that it's it's not because they're a hater it's because they genuinely care about you and care about your success so they could be in a relationship you know like <laughs> you know any of these things it's like it, it's most likely done out of love as opposed to sabotage sort of thing 100%. yeah but it's sabotaging sabotaging you personally because it's fucking your own goals and what you want to do yeah because they're putting what they could do in that situation in front of what is right for you or what is wrong for you. it's about what's right for them or what's wrong Okay. So, okay. So I struggle with this a lot of like, I like to think that I know better than like all of my friends, you know, you'd be able to offer all this advice, but it's like, you know, are people being really, you know, we're getting really fucking deep into this. I feel like, but like, are, can you offer advice that's actually useful to somebody if they're not actually in a state of mind to actually listen to it, you know? No, you can't. Because if somebody so, so what do you do as a listen, good friend or as a business advisor or you know whatever it is? You know what I've learned to do is just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, Are you telling me to shut up on this podcast? No, no, not at all. But no, if somebody wants, if somebody asks for advice but doesn't really want advice, sometimes I just, I, I really don't offer as much because, in all honesty, like if somebody really wants advice. They're willing to listen to criticism, right? So, so even when when I post up on, hey, you know what? Please send me your comments, your mm -hmm. your your Instagrams. You hit me up at Sipping with Sky on Instagram or or YouTube and and tell me what you like and you dislike. I actually want to listen to what people don't like. So one of the biggest things that people told me is they said the volume, the background volume in your music is too high. So what I did is every single episode, I'm dropping it down a little bit lower, right? But I'm not turning it off because I love the fucking background music. I love it. You that know what sounds I mean? great. Right? Right? <laughs> like okay. you can hear right now. I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> like you'd be the perfect prop, right? Just yeah, well, follow well, along with anything. What's bro. behind me right yeah? now? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're going to find out, man. We, we got a green screen right now. It's great. Right? Oh, look it's, at that it's, tank. It's yeah, the tanks have Ventura Coast Brewery, baby. They're so green. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, you got the greenest tanks in the industry. Yeah. I'll put real that shiny. water down. We need to have a beer, oh, okay, bro. Okay, okay. Nah, uh-uh. I, I know you want to drink that smart water to make you smarter, but we got some beer right here. <laughs> So I feel like after like the third break or whatever we're on, I got to turn it back to you and ask a little bit about the history that led us to Happy Place. The history that led us to yeah. Happy Place. So you're an East Edmonton boy. Yeah, my whole life, man. I uh, actually went to Atlas. It used to be called Sadikoy Elementary. And uh, How many know, kids went there? Uh, how many kids went there? Yeah, in your class, like when you left 
fifth grade or whatever. I mean, there's like probably like 22 kids in the class at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, per class. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not that ancient that like, you know. Yeah, it was like, like a one room, people. one <laughs> room, you know, like. I mean, it's just a whole lot nicer and it's like a, a technology school, which is kind of cool. Um, but my son went there too, which was kind of cool to cool. start off. It was kind of dope, like to see that I was a part of this community in, you know, Sadikoi and East Ventura. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a big place in my heart. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, I learned to tie my shoelaces in front of happy place, crappy wine and spirits, like literally. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this East Ventura is, is it, it's a big part of me, you know? Um, and then, um, when, when I bought this store, uh, a little 15 years ago, I, uh, I, uh, I found that the, the things that I'm passionate about and I love is people. And, uh, I, I probably knew that even before, but I think I, it really reaffirmed that what I wanted to do and everything that I want to do is just being around people and good people, people like yourself that I just enjoying seeing. Like, you know, like we're talking early in this podcast is like, we're both at, uh, the, the Pliny release, the Pliny oh, release yeah, yeah. at Fluid State. And I see this goofy dude just smiling through the window and I, <laughs> and, and I could not help, but like, I was so excited to see you over there. And it's, you know, it's really the, the relationships that, that, you know, we all build, but but I saw you and I was just so excited and you, know, you being a part of this community it's just been it's just been amazing hmm. it's it, it's been amazing and then when, when I took over the store it was called Sam's Hattikoi Liquor yeah. and uh, it, it was my uh, Sam is my dad's nickname and um, I wanted to I've always wanted to expand to get multiple locations go online and do other things and, and we I, deliver liquor.com we deliver <laughs> the plug the plug so so for me it was i really wanted to expand and sam's and sadie koi as much as i love sadie koi you can't put sadie koi in in colonia or in oxnard or in other parts because it just doesn't work right. yeah you know what i mean as much as i love sadie koi and it was hard for me to get rid of the name sadie koi and it was like once somebody sent a message on um, Yelp and they said, this is my happy place. I swear to God, I listened to that. And I was like, oh so is that where the name happy place came from? It, 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 that was how it started from, from a gentleman from Yelp that said, this is my happy place. I, I've been looking to rebrand the store for five, six years. Mm-hmm. And when they said happy place, I was like, this is my happy place. Yeah. I fucking love being here. I'm around amazing craft beer. I'm ama- I'm around amazing people like yourself, right? That we drink beer, talk beer, <laughs> right? I mean. You're false. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I mean, bro, I got to get my like $2,000 you paid me for this shit. You know, I got to, I, I got to prop you up. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> where it just very slowly goes and not that it started at a very high level yeah slowly <laughs> going downhill but yeah okay keep going yeah. <laughs> so 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 for me it was like 
it was one of those things that like naming it happy place it was bigger than just happy place my mom's nickname is happy hmm. right and that's she, pretty cool and she's my happy place so it was one of those things as like like it, it just it just meant so much to me to be able to like changing the name from from my father's name and and to still include one of my parents in there without with, with the possibility of expanding it into multiple locations that makes sense i think you know i think it's good to like do service i don't know where we're going right now but it's fine let's just wander down this like i you know i think you can still do service to the people that came before you but this is the house that sky built you know it's like I, I i think it's fun to look back and it's like like we talked about like you know ventura county is a very like um you know connected deep relationship community sort of thing and you look back at you know your parents that were here before or was before but it's like i think at the end of the day you get you kind of have to stand on your own achievements you know well i appreciate that you know and 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 yes you need to but at the same time is is we have to always pay homage to the people that got us here. I love you, mom and dad. Right? 100%. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I think the biggest thing that I took away from my parents that I'm so appreciative is the hard work. Is I'm willing to put in more time and more effort than most people are. Hmm. I don't fucking care. I'm willing to work harder than you are. Oh yeah, than me for sure. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. No, no, saying, for sure. No, like, you're being very real right now, and I buy into that. Yeah. No, but for real, like it's to me, it's about, it's about let's work. I want to work so hard to accomplish what I want done. Like, I'll be here two in two in the morning. I'll be here at eight in the morning. It doesn't matter. Like, I need to do whatever I need to do to take what I want. To be successful, I, I have to put in that effort. Yeah, and and that's the one thing about me. It's in, and I learned that from my parents. Yeah, I guess yeah, and work it. No, but that's true. It's like you know, you aren't going to get that anywhere else. So, and the thing is, is it's easy for us to say, hey, you know what? Like you learn things, but you don't learn things from what you, what you like, like learn through your ear you you learn through your eyes like you see what people do yeah you know it's it it is impossible to create in a vacuum you know it's like it's it's like you know we talked about this but it's like people that supported you or family that supported you or whatever it is but like yeah you know you you've got to look back and realize that it's like you're incredibly lucky to be in the situation that you are because of who helped you get there 100 percent <laughs> now, so out of all the, you know, obviously you growing this business and taking it to where it started to where it's at, like, who are the people that you, you feel that are, have been, have been the most supportive or really helped you take it to where it's at? You mean other than you? Oh. You giving me props? <laughs> okay, I, I want to hear this. Like, I'm not even gonna. Yeah, pretty much just you. I mean, okay, we, we were all just skating just along. Keep going. Keep going. They're just skating along, <laughs> just kind of showing up, trying to trying to brew beer every now and then, and then uh, 
Yeah. God, I love this. Guy this guy put us on the map. Just keep going. Keep going with this, man. I'm just, I'm really enjoying, my ego is enjoying this. Do you, do you not get enough, like, personal validation at work? Because I definitely don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, you look like somebody who's very receptive to validation like this. I took the jerky. Yeah. I, I need more compliments. That's what I was saying. <laughs> You didn't read read between the lines, but that's that's okay. You know what? Personally, it's it's not about compliments, (laughs) right? It's not about anything else from anybody. Yeah, it's about from the right people. Do all the podcasts? You know, everybody kind of gets drunk by the end, and then just turns into just rambling bullshit. No, I I think we're or is it just this one? Okay, go. I think we're headed in the right direction. I really want to know what Matt Levere's was like pre-election. Did he drink anything? He did, but we had a couple of beers and that was it. And it was nine in the morning. So So, so you're saying Matt Levere running for district supervisor supervisor number one. District number one. Drinking beer at nine in the morning. He was drinking beer at nine in the morning. I'm watching you, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Matt's such a good guy. I mean, it, it was a pleasure. You know, honestly, every single person that I've uh, had on this podcast, I have a personal relationship. And um, and what's funny is every single one that's been on, you have a personal relationship with too. You know, but so we had Matt Levere. We had Aaron Duncan. And uh, what's up, Aaron? Yeah, I know he's not listening to me, the but dumpster. that's okay. Oh, he's listening. He's I listened to you, but you didn't listen to me. I, I made sure I subscribed on every single platform on his phone. <laughs> I'm trying to get them watches, I'm trying to get them likes. <laughs> Blue State is too happening, and you know, rolling that way back, but just like you know, what Ventura County is, it's like you've got this like exceptionalism of like you can go to fluid state and get the best beers you can find anywhere and they've cleaned their lines this morning you know sort of thing i you know i've seen their whole draft setup sort of thing it's just like you you, you like you don't realize how how out of the norm that is till you start kind of like traveling state traveling the country sort of thing of just like that's 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 not like a given you know of like a badass beer bar that can have all these sort of things or you know a brewery that's got the sort of national you know it's like that is not a given like going through so it's just like you kind of have to take a step back and be like okay that's pretty cool and i think when you gauge your own successes or like failures off of other people it's always good to take a step back and be like we're in a pretty you know pretty impressive environment i mean the thing is, is it's our job to appreciate it but it's also our job to continue it. Okay. So what are you doing to continue that? What do you mean? Like legacy or like... Um... No, we'll talk about legacy later. But I want to talk about <laughs> what are you doing... Let's talk about legacy now. Okay, fuck it. We're going to talk about legacy now. What's your so, legacy? No, 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 no. no. Skylar We're talking Sadikoi. about legacy. We're going to talk about legacy. Skylar Sadikoi. What, <laughs> what, is, what, what is Kyle from Ventura Coast Breweries legacy what legacy do you want to leave before you leave i have no legacy no legacy no i mean we you know kind of touch on this it's like you can look back at um you know who came before you and i think you can appreciate it (sighs) and you can be very um 
you know, appreciative that they worked hard to like put you in that environment and raise the the kind of person you are. But it's like, at the end of the day, the, uh, <laughs> it's like this weird thing with like 23 and me, you know, you look back and you'd be like, oh, you know, like my great, great, great grandfather did whatever the fuck they did. It's like, oh, oh so you did that 23 and me too? Did no. You? I, yeah, I was half Neanderthal. Oh, okay. My friend, I'm from India. Everyone from India, and that's what we are. Um, I don't think I can laugh at that, but you no, know, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I was half Neanderthal. Had to work through that big emotional journey. Um, no, but I mean, like, you know, I think is that you, a surprise. <laughs> no, look at this nose. Look at this, this brow. You know. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like. You can look back on that and be appreciative that that people before you worked hard to to enable you to live the life you did. But it's like you're not that person, you know, it doesn't matter if you you punch all these things into Ancestry.com and whoever it was like, you know, shot Lincoln or, you know, (laughs) was some Civil War general. It's like who who do like live your life as day to day is like who you are. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, fuck 23 and me. <laughs> so, so, it's a question. So, you have an ancestry that went back and shot Abe Lincoln or something? Yeah, definitely. Full, <laughs> full national treasure thing right here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Map, no. <laughs> oh, man. There's a map I, I, on the back of the Constitution. I mean, we talked about Matt for a little bit. We talked about politics, or no? Yeah, we. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> we touched the. Let's on not. It. Let's not go that way. That's yeah. too scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul, I, you know, I got to give a shout out to Matt because he he has to deal with a lot of shit. And politics is not easy. It's really difficult. I mean, it's easy for me to say because I'm not in, but it's like you're buying into that shit. Yeah, but yeah, when you get into it, I don't think you know what you're buying into. <laughs> my favorite thing to do, and uh, you know, it's, it's worthless to anybody, but it's like my favorite thing to do, and you should really do this, is show up to the swearing in of uh, city councilors for your municipality for the first day. Because, you know, you run this big, long campaign, and like I am very impressed by anybody who's willing to do something like that. You run this long campaign you're out you know walking the streets you really know your neighborhood you drop off flyers all this sort of stuff you know you're lucky enough to win because people kind of believe in in what you're putting out there and so you go to the city council meeting they're basking in the glories of you know the victors the, the spoils have gone to the victors and they're on the diet you know dais they're city councilors now they're going down in history and it's my favorite thing to do <laughs> is you go and they get sworn in and then they open it up for public comment <laughs> and all the crazy show up again like I feel like this is going to be used to screw me over in the future but the crazy <laughs> show up for public comment and it's like my meat is tainted by the government and it's used for mind control and they kind of you know sink back in their chair a little bit of like oh this is what I worked hard to go get and, and not discounting what they do. It's like there's there's a lot that they can do to affect the people who live here day to day. But you get a lot of like, 
I wouldn't want to put up with that shit. I mean, we put up with enough crazy people day to day to like. Uh, honestly, as being a friend of uh, of Matt Levere's, I I amend him for doing everything he's doing because I could not fucking do it. I have no. I think you'd be great it. at it. Bullshit. No. I think you'd be great. No. Why not? Why would I not do it? Yeah. Why would you not be good at it? Because I drop the fucking f bomb regularly. I drink. Matt. Like, Matt. I texted asking for advice before this podcast. <laughs> Matt said just swear a bunch. <laughs> so. No, yeah, no, you know what, though? I, I think more importantly than anything, um, I don't think I would be I would be able to put up with the scrutiny that he gets for doing what is what what was the best decision he needed to do. Right. Because a, a lot of times is things will be said, things will be done. And he did the best in his ability to make the best out of a moment, best out of whatever he needed to do. But there's always going to be somebody to tell you otherwise. I mean, don't you get that in your day to day or just not on the same sense of scale? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, I literally. You, you run a, a dictatorial ship, you know, yes, <laughs> a dictatorship I, I over like here. And, and, and you it's know intimidating. And, and, and honestly, like I thought in the future, because I love and I care about our community that maybe one day, like I would do something like that to like, to be involved yeah. in local politics, to, to help our community. But I think maybe there, I would probably, I would probably be behind a local politician and to help them more than me doing it myself, because I feel, I don't know. I just, honestly, I'm taking the easy way around out because I think. Yeah, but you've never done that. So, so why, you know, why? Well, at, at least right now, I, I don't have the time to put into it. Okay. Because I know how years much time. down the road. There's five happy places out there. You got a beautiful gray beard. One podcast, 10,033. I'm coming back for like the 20th time. I would, uh, it depends on what's going on and what I could do to help our community. Cause to me at the end of the day, it's all about what I can do for people. Right. And, and at this moment, I am just learning a lot of this stuff and I'm learning it from people from Matt. Like, like I hear shit from him that like, I'm like, damn, you had to deal with this. You had like to deal what? with that. Um, like, like I, I'm not going to um, get into too much. Right. But, okay, that's but you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> want to make it, you know, cause this is, really this is about, a political podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be featured on the front page of 538. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? Like just in all honesty, it's like you, you create enemies when you did the right thing. Like you create, you create a few people that hate you because you did what was right. And that's, what's hard. Okay. Like, what do I do? Like you, I sell beer. I sell alcohol. I put smiles on people's face. Everybody who walks out of this place is happy. Yeah. It's a happy place. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's right? a, that's a beautiful, you know, ending to it, but it's like, I think that's something, you know, I struggle with at the end of the day of like you, if your whole goal is to wake up as a human and make the world a better place at the end of the day you know like are you are you doing it are you making either you know people's lives and their work environment better or are you trying to create like a space that people can come from you know come to and 
make their lives better day to day. It's like that. That's kind of like a tall order, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of your sort of like personal satisfaction has to be like derived from that. I thrive on knowing that I've made a, po- a positive impact on somebody and helped somebody and done something to do. You know what I mean? Like to whether it's even like this podcast, right? What if somebody's listening that's been dying to open up their own brewery? No one's listening. Right. No, no I'm just kidding. There is absolutely We're getting esoteric as shit right? right here. We just we just got banned from podcasts <laughs> and I, uh, you know, the Apple's going to shut down your Apple iPhone. Is, yeah. And, and you know, YouTube just discontinued our podcast. But just say. And just just say they, they didn't, right? Um, it, it's just, it, it's giving, to me, to me, the biggest thing is, is giving people more information to, to make sure if they do decide to go with that next step, like you did with your business to, to launch Venture Post Brewery and to be where it's at now, what are the things that they fucking needed to do? So that was one of my biggest inspirations of launching this podcast is is i get to sit with people i love and i care about and and i just want to say before we leave today i want to thank you so much for for being a part of this thanks man and uh and and you're one of those special people in ventura that every single time that we meet and we hang out it just it just feels so good thanks I, I, I feel beachy i feel like the sun just came up on you, it. you gotta hang out with more people man <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of great people out there no, telling you and they are but honestly there, there's and I've, i'm around a lot of people and you're one I of those know, you're really one nice. of those special people that i've always had this connection with and i'm i'm so proud and so happy to see where ventura coast brewery is this day and uh I'm looking forward to seeing your future success, buddy. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I want to make it clear, you know, inside scoop, that Sky really intimately put makeup on my face before this started. No, I didn't. Yeah, I can't see any makeup. On my face. <laughs> I just wanted you to make it look. Extra. It was CoverGirl. It was CoverGirl. Okay. Yeah. yeah, shout out to CoverGirl, the, un- the, the unofficial sponsor of. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot about Barack Obama giving a speech and you know you you know you didn't build that sort of thing but it's just like at some level deep down it's like there's a lot of people that led you to to where you are in your lot in life and uh i you know definitely all that conversation clearly makes me uncomfortable because i'm like shifting around in my chair but like you know i think i was very lucky to have the emotional resources from uh, the family structure i had because you know, a lot of people I know and a lot of people, a lot of friends I don't, don't have those like emotional resources. I don't, I don't think there was really, uh, it's, it's easy to overstate any sort of like financial, um, resources, same sort of thing. It's very, very easy to go very deeply in debt when you start in a brewery yeah. or, or taking over, you know, a liquor store and it is truly demoralizing looking at the bottom of an amortization table (laughs) (laughs) looking looking at how old you're gonna be yeah and how much interest you've paid and you're like oh my god this is soul crushing yeah uh yeah 
and it doesn't matter how you know what circumstances you fall into it's like you're you're gonna buy into a situation like that where it's basically like you're heavily in debt you're whatever it is you're you're you know your leverage because of age or resources or whatever so it's like if we really really want to open up uh you know for me personally it's like that's the current situation i'm in it's just basically like yeah i'm very very fucking lucky that uh there was sort of a network in place because of a <laughs> people who didn't want to leave you know the sunshine in Ventura yeah. county hey you know go talk to this person or go talk to this person but there was no you know here's your building sort of thing and oh um, so you weren't just handing the building and saying no no no, no 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 and i and i cannot imagine a single situation where anybody's ever in an environment like that but it's like but but you still have to be like you know can you imagine trying to take over a you know the similar business here if it was in like albuquerque you know or something like that it's like you would not have the that network or that you know the resources or that like human capital sort of thing to be able yeah. to do something like that and it's like it's hard to put a you know a tag on that sort of thing but it's like that's I potentially more valuable love how you called it human capital i mean that's what it is i've sort of never now. heard anybody say human capital the way uh -huh. you just did but that's the fucking truth <laughs> human capital you know no but i mean i mean it is and it's just kind of like I, yeah, we couldn't have done this any other place because of the human capital that was in place, because of the like relationships that was in place. And, you know, I don't want to discount the amount of work that like I put in or really that like we wouldn't be here without other people, you know, that they've put in. But uh, I mean, you got to be able to lean on on those people that they got you to where it was. 100 percent. 100 percent. I don't know where the fuck that just went, but that was... But that's, you know what? Listen, look, this is the fucking truth. This is what people really need to know. Like, whether you are in business, you want to be in business. Like, the, the thing that people... People can look at a situation and say, Hey, I can't do it because my family doesn't have all these multiple millions of dollars right and then we'll you make look it at clear that mine does not either but right. you know but but the thing is is if they see it as oh they own millions of dollars of real estate doesn't mean they have millions of dollars of cash in their pocket or you, you know what i'm saying is like some people automatically assume because this person is associated with owning this land that they're 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 super rich yeah, yeah you know it's an easy it's a very easy narrative to fall into of like and this is very specifically not you know, like we're very small brewery undercapitalized and you know like trying to like fight the big guy sort of thing but it's like there's you know breweries piping up where it's like it's an easy thing to throw out of just like oh you know there's a capitalization advantage of like you know this like there's a million fucking project management things going on of yeah. how you're gonna manage how are you going to bolt this tank into the ground? And it's like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can work as hard as you can to be a good project manager and nothing can like discount that sort of thing. I'm like, there's a, there's a lot of people that I look up to a lot um, who I wish, I wish uh, I had, there were, you know, maybe some of the like level of advantages or the like access to capital that like they're in the posi position they are. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, they're better project managers than I am. And yeah. I can respect them as project managers and kind of like, 
try and pattern match, you know, my way into being like successful through them. So and I think pretty much anybody that you've had on this podcast is like one of those people that it's like looked up to their ability to like project manage their way into success. 100%. And that's what it's about. I mean, and that's one of the biggest things that I want our viewers to get out of this is that there's ways of being able to achieve your dream without having everything because everything is possible if you look at where the possibilities are you can find resources you can lean on shoulders you can lean on people like kyle you can lean if you're if you're trying to do brewery he's more than willing to sit down with you right there's yeah. other people that like hey pop in have a pint pick his brain no Right, support his business and then talk to yeah, him. Yeah, buy a pint, and then yeah. you know, like yeah. Right, yeah. you know, c- come for a week first and build that relationship <laughs> nah, first. Yeah. It's a whole week of pints, seventy-seven <laughs> pints, five pints. No, it's fine. Yeah, we can talk about beer all day, sort of thing, as we clearly have for the past. God Two, knows how long. But right? <laughs> good thing he's got his phone on silent, and you know he he can't answer anything right now, so it's fine. <laughs> but, but you know, one thing that I have to say is that I'm, um, I'm, I'm really happy to have somebody like you in our community, who, who's just, you like our weather. You're just a sunlight. You're just, you're just a big smile, and you're somebody who, who wants to do anything and everything you can do to help our community, and to help other entrepreneurs to show them that hey, not everything is easy. Not everything is a walk in the fucking park, but at the end of the day is you need your, your resources. You need your network. You need to make sure you have your fucking business plan and you got to be ready for some punches. Yeah. You're overplaying it, but thanks, man. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping it real. You're underplaying yeah. what nah, you've nah. done because for you to have the success that you've had for what you, what you're doing, it's a, uh, it's amazing and, and it's great. And um, standing I'm, on the shoulders of better people who pack off ten percent of your canning line as you're, you know, as you go and sort of thing. But but you know, at the end of the days, is with without the people before you, without the people in the future that come, they can't do what they're going to do without you know without you, right? So we always learn from the people before us. We always learn from the successes and the strengths of our community. And I'm have I'm I'm extremely happy and honored to have you a huge part of our community. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you, brother. No, oh, so sweet. I appreciate you and uh I'm so excited to have you here on our podcast and uh I'm looking forward to you come back soon and uh Yeah, I can't wait. Well we're gonna have to do it again. I'll get drunk at ten in the morning any day. Right? Apparently. Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Where, where can people follow you guys on Instagram? On Instagram. <laughs> BCBC Beer, Ventura Coast Brewing Company Beer. Uh, that's where most of our events are posted and stuff. I'm not nearly as promotional as you, I say, as I sat three hours through a podcast to talk about Ventura Coast Brewing Company. But uh, yeah, check out our Instagram. So so your Instagram is VCBC Beer. Beer. Everybody, thank you so 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 much for tuning in today this was a like a special special uh episode for me to be able to hang out with my boy kyle uh from Winter coast brewery 
and uh to be able to just chop it up and just keep it real thank you so much cheers guess what my dad promised me when we get to a thousand subscribers my dad's gonna buy me a new video game on the nintendo switch make sure to like subscribe comment and share with a friend